The word forgiveness is a very familiar word. We have heard it all the time in our lives. And especially in a church, or as a Christians, we believe that forgiveness is at the core of our belief. We always said Jesus died on the cross to forgive us. We heard it thousands of times. After Jesus resurrected from the dead, the last word he said to the disciples was about forgiveness. He said, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Jesus gave them the authority to forgive and also the responsibility to forgive. We hear it all the time. We value it. And we think, we think it is important, but it's one of those. We hear it, but we don't see it. We hear so much about it, but we don't see the face of forgiveness. We don't see peace and reconciliation that come from forgiveness. We see only conflicts and division that come from hostility. We also see injustice and inequality in the name of forgiveness. That's not true forgiveness. The powerful gets away with the forgiveness. And the weak and vulnerable receives punishment. People who owe 10,000 talents get away easily. And then people who, who owed only 100 denarii, this person who owed 10,000 talents turn around and strangle them and put them into the prison. Do you know what $10,000, not $10,000, 10,000 talents and 100 denarii are? One talent is 6,000 denarii. So 10,000 talents are 60 million denarii. And one denarian is a person our laborers one day's wage. So to pay off 10,000 talents, the labor, instead of using any money for himself, he has to save 160 years and or 200 years to pay back 10,000 talents. It's an impossible debt. People who took so much get away easily and they turn around and condemn people who took just a little bit of their money. That's injustice. Forgiveness 
is not to ignore the injustice and just condone this kind of behavior. The parable said that ultimately the king brought justice by making this person who owed 10,000 talents accountable. The king did not leave him alone. He made him accountable. Justice and forgiveness cannot be separated. This is what king said to the man before he made him accountable. This is what he said. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? Mercy. That is what is important. Mercy was what he lacked. Mercy is having compassion for those who suffer. But this man never learned what it meant to be merciful, even though he received so much mercy from the king. He was incapable of understanding the pain and the suffering of other people. Very sad. But I see humanity in my own time, my own time. No mercy, no feeling for the pain of others. Every become, everybody becomes so selfish and self-centered and we don't feel for the pain of others. No mercy. The prophet Micah told us three things about what God requires of us. And those three things are like pillars mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. This is what he said. To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. These three things are pillars of life. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. This man who owed 10,000 talents lacked all of that. God wants us to be merciful. That was what Jesus wanted to teach us. On the cross, he had mercy even on those who persecuted him, punished him, crucified him. Jesus' forgiveness was like the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. As Mark Twain said, forgiveness, one of Jesus' seven last words on the cross. Forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. When we have mercy, then we can understand the pain and suffering of other people. 
That's amazing ability. And when you have that mercy within you, you can feel the pain of others. But we have become so hardened. We lost the ability to be able to cry for the unfortunate situations of other people. As our elder Veronica beautifully prayed with tears for the people who are suffering in California and all other parts of the world. We don't feel the pain anymore. We arrogantly think that we can live without the need of God's mercy. All I need is more to be more powerful, smarter, and having more information. That's all I, all I, all I need. I don't need mercy. We make ourselves, our lives that way so that we can be self-sufficient, so that we can live without the mercy. And meanwhile, we don't even realize that we have become the victims of anger, hatred, and revenge. We have lost the basic humanity. Meanwhile, instead of feeling for the pain of others, we ignore them and look down upon them and we see them with contempt. It's very sad to see that. It's very sad that we are not capable of doing, feeling, sympathy, empathy, and love, and compassion for others who are struggling. September 13 to 21 is the World Week of Prayer for Peace in Palestine and Israel. Whenever I think about that region, it really aches my soul. It hurts me. This year's theme is creative solidarity in common fragility. They recognize their common fragility. Mercy begins when we recognize our own frailty, our own fragility, our own brokenness. This world has made us blind to our own fragility. We easily forget how weak and vulnerable we are. We think we are invincible, but we are not. We all need God's mercy. We all need mercy from each other. COVID-19 has given us real hard time. I mean, look at ourselves. You're all wearing masks. I mean, I never imagined that we would worship God like this. 
It's very difficult to survive. Not only physically, but psychologically too. Quite anxious. I even had an anxiety attack. But it taught us one very clear lesson. And that clear lesson is to let us see how fragile and vulnerable we are. How weak, how vulnerable we are. When we recognize that we all need mercy, then we can see others with the eyes of compassion. When God's mercy flows within us, then forgiveness is possible. Until then, forgiveness is just word, nice word. But when God's mercy flows within us, then real Forgiveness is possible. My friends, mercy is beautiful. Especially God's mercy is beautiful. God's mercy makes us gentle. God's mercy washes away our guilt. God's mercy melts our anger. God's mercy triggers our compassion for those who suffer. God wants us, God wants to teach us how beautiful mercy is. Sadly, one only learns how beautiful mercy is when he or she loses everything. When we lose everything, only then we realize how important mercy is. But even then, when we recognize how important mercy is, then you got the best gift. You got the treasure. This ten, person who owed 10,000 talents, even though he lost everything, he didn't learn how beautiful mercy was. But when you learn how beautiful mercy is, when you lose everything, even if you lose everything, you, learn, you gain everything. Yes, forgiveness is hard. <clears throat> but when we have God's mercy within us, we can do it. So many people live with anger, desire to revenge, and hatred. Anger, revenge, and hatred, they are like poisons. They poison our soul. In that sense, forgiveness is not just for those who offended us, who hurt us, but forgiveness is what we need for ourselves. To be free from that hatred, to be free from that revenge and anger. 
Desmond Tutu, who was the chair of Truth and Reconciliation Commission of South Africa during 1995 and 1998 said, to forgive is not just to be altruistic. It is the best form of self-interest. When we have God's mercy within us, it will heal our hurt and wound. Then we can forgive. Forgiveness is the empowerment that comes from that healing. Forgiveness is not to run away from evil, but it is a courage to confront it. Let us be merciful. Let us live a life of mercy. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. Jesus taught us, be merciful just as your father, God, mother, is merciful. Let us sing.